Hello and welcome back to the Trapping Game Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kruthop. Been on a little bit of a hiatus um, since the last time I recorded. Um, I was living in New York. I just moved back to Las Vegas. Started a new job. Started two new jobs in the span from my last recording to here. So that's why, you know, it's been a little bit quiet. Um, I do have a new co-host, my buddy DeAndre Henderson, a.k.a. Dandre Hendo. <laughs> Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, brother, man? It's really, it's good to be here, man. Yeah, dude. I was, uh, I was definitely excited to get you on here. Um, you know, we've already had just sports conversations and they're always fun. So I figured let's, uh, let's bring it to the podcast itself. So we're not robbing people of what we got going on over here. Um, but tell me, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Like what, what, why are you so passionate about sports? You know, like what's, what's your story here? All right. Um, a little bit about me. I started playing sports when I was about uh, eight years old. Okay. And I can vividly remember my first bucket ever made. All right. It was a cat pick and roll. I popped, caught the ball on the wing. I shot it. I didn't know it was going in, but when it did, I changed you your life. It changed me. Yeah. For, it was a high that I was chasing for right. a long time. So I really got into sports. I really got into basketball mostly. Um, then I really started to get into football right around my senior year of high school. Um, we had, you know, my senior year team. We dominated the season. Um, got eliminated first round of playoffs, but you know. I had one of the most wonderful runs of like a high school season ever. It was pretty awesome. Um, a lot of the time I was just wondering like, was I ever good enough to play D1 or anything like that? But unfortunately just didn't have the size, didn't have the, you know, overall what the D1 coaches were looking right. for. So I ended up, you know, just calling it quits and saying, I'll just be a sports fan. My yeah. Whole life. You know, it's funny. I remember, Two moments in my sports career mm -hmm. so vividly. And the first, <laughs> the first one, and my dad loves when I tell this story. And he laughs every time. I was playing t-ball, and he wanted me to be a switch hitter. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was batting from the left side. I was I'm a natural righty, batting from the left side. I hit the tee like three times in a row. He's not a coach, mind you. And he jumps out of the stands comes onto the field and he grabs me and he brings me in and he goes, he goes, if you ever hit the fucking tee again, <laughs> I'm yanking your ass off of this field. And I was terrified, but it worked. And I remember the next, the very next swing, I laced a uh, line drive into right field. Pretty much a so nice little, mm. it was a scare tactic, <laughs> but it worked. And my second one was high school, my very last baseball game that I ever played because I had offers to play in college, but my high school coach made me hate it. And I'm sure everyone has an experience with a coach that they, they just made it not fun. Something like that. I, I remember my last at bat ever, it was a freaking rocket to right field. So I started with the line drive to right field. I ended with a line drive to right that's field. Pretty, so, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Dope. So those are two things that I'll never, uh, I'll never forget. Um, but talking about, so tell me a little bit about your favorite sports teams. I know you're a Falcons fan. A hundred percent. Are baby. you from Atlanta? No, okay, not from so Atlanta. How did you become a Falcons fan? Ooh, man, that's a really good question. Right in the year of 2000, 
three. Okay. I was in the third grade. Yeah. And this is when Michael Vick. Right. Had just gotten drafted out of Virginia Tech. Very polarizing. Every, the dude just changed my whole view of football. Okay. So it was right then and there. I said, that's the team I'm going to rock with. No matter what. All right. I'm rocking. And I respect it for a long time now, and you know I've taken my lumps. Yeah, you know, no Super Bowl and wins, but we coming. Twenty twenty three, baby, we coming. Yeah, it's no secret. You know, I'm a Cardinals fan, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where uh, I'm at with my fandom at the moment. My buddy that recorded uh, with me first, he was a Chiefs fan, so it'll be nice to not record with someone that is so entitled. I love you, Chris. <laughs> I love you, buddy. And if you're listening to this, I love you, but. God, sometimes, man, mm-hmm. just Chiefs fans forgot what it was before Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, they, very they erased that out of their memory. They're a very successful franchise. Yeah. They're used to success, and yeah. I get it. Right. So, you know, can't really hold it against them. But yeah. we still love them. We still love hey, them. Hey, nothing against the team. But right. So, like, you're not huge into baseball. No, not. but I'm getting there, y'all. Yeah. Best believe I'm getting there. I'm starting to realize how beautiful of a sport it actually right. is. And, you know, when played the right way, mm-hmm. I usually only tune in during October. That's, that's fair. That's that's what a lot of people do. So, but I'm starting to get more in tune with, you know, regular season. It's a, okay. butt ton, a buttload of games. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of opportunities to understand the game. Yeah. I do love the pitch clock. It makes the games go a little bit Interesting. quicker. I do love it. We'll get into that a little bit more that. later. I think we can. Hot take, baby. Bring, hot take. Yeah, because I hate it. I hate it. So that's something that we can talk about here in a little bit. Big hot take. Um, if gun to your head, if you had to choose a baseball team, who would you choose right now? The Yankees because my best hey. friend. <laughs> nah, the Yankees because uh, my best friend for a long time. Shout out my boy Jeremy Erlin. That's my dog yeah, all the way yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a Yankees fan his whole life. And, you know, since I never really had a baseball team, I was like, well, F it. I'll just go for the Yankees. Hey, I love it. So I got twenty seven. I got twenty. How many banners we got? Twenty seven. You picked a. You picked a rough year. Yeah. You picked a rough yeah, year to start, struggling. but you know, it's okay. We'll get back to that Agreed. former glory. Um, I know you're not so much a fan of a particular basketball team. No. I do know that you're a LeBron sexual. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I won't even I won't even go into like Michael versus MJ. Oh, you're an annoying. I love that. But here's here's my thing with that though. I love it. Like I was I used to be like hard straight Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. no debate. Mm-hmm. But the more his career's gone on, like if you don't if you can at least have the debate now that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. You don't watch basketball. You don't watch basketball, and you're just ignorant at this point. Agreed. And, and like, I'm not going to say that LeBron is better, because, again, like that discussion can be had. Mm-hmm. But to ignore everything that LeBron has done in his career at this point. And, quote, still doing. And still doing, exactly. And to not just be like, to not be able to sit down and, and recognize that and just be like, no, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. No, you're ignorant. That's it. You're ignorant. Yeah. I get but, it. But, okay. Awesome. Um, and then I, we're both huge Knights fans. Oh, yeah, baby. So that's – I kind of want to get into that first okay. because I haven't recorded since the Knights have won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And anybody that's been listening to me for a long time, you know, that's a pretty big topic on this podcast. I, we bring up the Knights quite a bit. But they did it. <laughs> Cup in six, baby. I don't they think They got it understand. done. That was um, one crazy experience, considering the fact that 
I hadn't been into hockey for so long, mm-hmm. but now that I had a team that was close to home right. and I saw the success, yeah. I saw it early. I said, oh, snap, we got a shot to really win this cup this year. Mm-hmm. And when we did it and the, in the fashion that we did it, smacking nine goals on their head, mm. <laughs> it was, you know, it made me happy to be from Vegas, man. It was oh, for sure. Absolutely. It was a very proud moment for us. And the thing is, like going on like so much so much hate like the the knights i i don't think you can't really argue at this point that the knights are like top three hated teams in the league great a because of the success they have had and other teams haven't had that success that we've had so quickly mm-hmm. and b people just have this crazy misconception about vegas that we haven't been sports fans that we haven't done this we haven't done that it's like okay, the only thing that I can agree with is sure that the Knights have been in the cup or in the league for a short amount of time. But when they're like, oh, Vegas don't doesn't deserve it, or fans don't deserve it, it's like those of us that have lived here for their whole lives, we were waiting. Begging. We were waiting for a team. Begging. So I count that as the six years plus that I've lived in Vegas. Yeah, sure, the Knights were in the league for a short time. Mm-hmm. But I had to wait my entire life to be proud of a team from Vegas. To, to, to finally be at the top of the pinnacle. Yeah. To say you were the best in the league. And, and when the Aces did it first, mm-hmm. and then the Knights did it next. I'm, you know what, man? Let people. If you don't have haters, I honestly don't know what you're doing. If anymore. you don't have haters, you're not doing it. You're not trying. So, Honestly, so if Vegas is going to, the Knights are going to have all these haters, I say bring them on, let, yeah. a, let them continue, because we're going to continue to have success. Right. That's just the way Vegas is built right now. Yeah, and I mean, just what a what a cup run itself. Insane. It, it's so dominant. Insane. The only time I was genuinely worried was against the Oilers. Because they were such a unit offensively, and they Very showed so. it Very much many, so. many times during that series, where I'm like, "How are we going to stop these guys?" Once we made it past them, I was like, "Oh, we're going to win. We're going to go to the cup." Yeah, I, I said because I that was our toughest task. Yeah, and I remember talking to my dad. I said, "I'm scared of the Oilers. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of the Rangers mm-hmm. and the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Those are the three teams I was worried about." I was shocked when the Bruins got eliminated round one. Hey, man. I was shocked. That's what, I, you know, people live on regular season success. And, <laughs> you know, like, I, I agree. He, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what you do during the regular season. It matters when you get into the playoffs, and it showed again. Playoffs is a different beast, yeah. man. If you you got to be really made for the playoffs in order to thoroughly succeed in yeah. the playoffs. Absolutely. And it was just amazing how every line contributed night in, night out. There was some duds that we laid. We never got to a game seven. Nope. We thoroughly dominated in at least one or two games every series. I don't think there was a series that we didn't score six plus goals in a game. And that the opposing team didn't switch goalies. At one point or another. Because we faced some darn good goalies on our run. We faced oh, yeah. pretty darn good goalies. And we made them look like pedestrian college kids. Yeah. Man, almost. It was yeah. it was a beautiful plan by uh by Bruce Cassidy. He mm-hmm. he drew he drew it up perfectly. And quite frankly, you know, when hard work comes when hard when you when you work hard, it pays off like that. Right. That's exactly what it does yeah. when, you, when you work hard. Stoney, Eichel, they deserved it. Marchie, yeah. they all deserved it. And we brought back 
practically the same exact, the exact team, same team with minus me. Riley Smith, mm-hmm. which but, is gonna hurt. Yeah, shout out Riley Smith. Yeah, hey, nothing. I, I loved Riley Smith. Loved his time here. Absolutely. Me personally, I think um, re-signing Barbashev over Riley Smith was the right move for me. Absolutely. Five years younger. He has the same exact deal that Riley Smith had. So we're getting a dude that's five years younger on the same exact deal that hopefully is going to be as productive, if not a little bit more. You sign me up for that every single time. Every single time. And, And, you know... I guess that's what my one knock on Knights fans, if I had one, is they are still struggling to realize the business side of sports. They, they've been, become so attached to the original misfits that any time that one leaves or we trade them, well, I can't believe you did that. It's like the same like when we traded Flurry. It hurt. Ooh, we loved them. That's a good example. But... But I understood every single – I understood to a T. Yeah. They had to do but it. But a lot of people didn't. And a lot of people wanted McCrimmon gone. They wanted McPhee gone. And guess what would have happened if they would have left after that deal? Mm-hmm. We probably have, wouldn't have won the Stanley Cup. We wouldn't have. So um, I saw you got – you went got on the news even. <laughs> I did. I did. That was uh, during the Golden Knights parade. Um Lady, we were just walking the street. Um, nice young lady stopped me and said, hey, you want to do an interview? And I'm, you know, a couple beers in. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, of course I want to go do, <laughs> yeah. do an interview. But I think I held myself together pretty nicely. I'll show you the video of it a little later. Yeah, that's, I, I that think I saw it, but there. I would love a refresher because, Absolutely. man, that was That, that was, was a great. legendary moment. That was great. And, and where did you, so where did you watch game five? Ooh, most of the games were watched at the at the house for me because okay. uh, during that time my job was you know very very demanding so it yeah. was really work home work home right. work home so a lot of the games were watched at at the house okay really yeah I've been I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to go to at least one game in both Stanley Cup Finals that That's we've dope. been to so far That's dope. Um, and then Game Five I was outside of the arena. It was like uh, it, like the coolest experience ever. I almost died of heat exhaustion, but it would have been worth it. <laughs> it would have been worth it, man. Because like, how do you know it would have been worth it? I because I mean, I would have. It would have had to have been after the final the final horn. You I would have needed to see them win. You stupid. <laughs> but no, it was so cool, man. And it was funny because they had the game like on both screens. Yeah. But because it it was like a one second delay. So when they would score inside, you could hear it. The, well, no, the horn, the horn outside, because they have that big horn outside of T-Mobile. Yeah, that would go off, and we hadn't even seen the goal on TV yet. <laughs> so the horn goes off. We're going crazy. Then we see the goal like two seconds later. But yeah, man, just, just such a cool experience, and very much so. I, I hope that success continues. Obviously, there's going to be a point where we're going to have some down years and. Um, that's another thing I'm worried about is a lot of Knights fans aren't used to rebuilding and, and we haven't really had goes. a down year we since had, we've yeah. been in existence. Yeah. So I'm definitely interested to see what the turnout is of our, of the Knights mm-hmm. when we have those down years, but cause it's oh, going to happen. It's just yeah. inevitable. Yeah. But hopefully it's not for a long time. Because with that, that core that we have, they're still young. We still have them locked up for a long time. 
I guess the one thing you can say is the goalie situation is always a little, a oh, little so murky. tricky because who saw Aiden Hill coming to save the day? And that's for us? that worries me. Honestly, it a worries me bit. a little bit. Three years, five and a half. Mm-hmm. Two years, five and a half. Mm-hmm. We're paying him like a starter, and I want him to be great. I want him to be the Aiden. He Hill was that we great. Saw. He was great. Yeah, but I want that to continue for what we're paying him. Agreed. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you still have Logan Thompson, who I like more than Aiden Hill personally. And still don't know what you're going to do with Robin Leonard. So there is some questions, but... Please just get rid of Robin Leonard. I know it's going to take that. Lord. Yeah. His his snake farm. The stick of butter he is. He's just a big (laughs) old stick of butter. Yeah, but, you know, I I wish him the best. He's still part of the Knights. If he comes back, I I hope, you know... Shout out Robin Leonard, man. You're still a good dude, man, but you, you know... You skate Figured like you're on cinder blocks, man. Relax. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's already don't kick the man while he's down, right? Man, I'm sorry, man. I'll <laughs> leave him alone. I'm off that. I'm off that. I'm off okay, that. but going going into like guys that haven't been in the league that are currently out of the league, mm-hmm. I kind of want to tr- transition into. I know you looked up the Wander Franco situation. I did. Pretty crazy shit going on with him. Very cringe. And for. You guys who haven't heard that, like what's going on, uh, Wander Franco, shortstop of the Rays, one of the only guys that they've ever given a big deal to. Mm-hmm. 22 years old, kid was a stud on the baseball field. Was just accused of dating a 14-year-old girl. Currently 14. And there was a second allegation that just came out that he was involved with an 8th grader at one point. And it just came out that someone close to the investigation said that he's probably never going to play baseball again. Which, if this stuff is true, shouldn't. See ya. Agreed. Bye. Adios. But I bring that up to bring up something that you told me the other day. Yeah. Um, We were talking about the Raiders and, you know, I have been very vocal on this podcast that I don't support the Raiders because of everything that went on in their first year, particularly the Henry Rugg situation. So you said that you thought after he was out of jail, because he only got three to ten, he'll probably serve four to five. Unbelievable. You think that he has a chance to be in the league. So, or to come back when he's out of jail. So I kind of want to like dive into a little bit the differences of punishments because Wander Franco, I we said this, I said this before we started recording. Again, it's horrible, it's terrible. Awful. He's a shitty person. He's disgusting for what he's doing, Wander Franco. But me personally, I think what Henry Ruggs did is a little worse. You know, and not saying that again, what Wander Franco did was okay. They're both terrible things. <laughs> I think you can I mean, I think most people would agree that Henry Ruggs' situation is a little bit worse than Wander Franco's. So we can all agree that we don't think Wander Franco should play again. Yes. But So why do you think the Henry Ruggs situation, why do you think he has a chance to come back when we don't think like Wander Franco came back? When Ray Rice, you know, knocked out his girlfriend, he never played again. Let me let me let me clear it up for you know for your listeners right. just so just so they know I'm not supporting what Wander Franco or Henry Ruggs ever did. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to support that. What yeah. I am saying, however, is that 
um, punishments in sports are very unbalanced. Okay. Very, very much so unbalanced mm-hmm. because uh, a certain individual like Juan Franco can do something, you know, like that with the 14-year-old. Good Lord, I can't really. It's, it's really it's really hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, he can do something like that. But then we have other situations where guys are beating up their girlfriends and mm-hmm. um, driving drunk, multiple allegations of driving drunk, and they're getting slaps on the wrist. Right. Alvin Kamara is perfect example. Perfect example. Alvin Kamara. Beat a dude. <laughs> almost half to death just beat a dude to death got a three game in suspension. Vegas mind you you, mm-hmm. you know that was in Vegas yeah. right yeah yeah he was in During Vegas yeah mm-hmm. so he's in Vegas he beats a dude up and oh he actually played the next year because this happened like a long this happened a year and some change ago yeah he actually played the 2022 23 mm-hmm. season yeah and then this year he gets what was it three games three games Come on, man. Three games. That's 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 out and then, of and then you have a guy like Calvin Ridley who who was suspended <laughs> a whole year for betting on games that he was not involved in. Okay, but see, Calvin Ridley's situation and is a little different for me. Okay, it is clear in black and white in your contract when you sign for more money than any person. Hold on, it is written in your contract. You cannot, and let me say it for the listeners again: cannot gamble on games. Period. Understood. But you can't also beat a dude half to death. You're absolutely right. But that is also not in your contract if you want to be technical. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess that it doesn't say in his contract. It doesn't say in his contract. But I say that to say this. It's like we're, we're at a point in our lives where who you know matters and like, you know, your name kind of matters in this in this sense. I really personally think Alvin Kamara didn't get a lot of games because of his name. Okay. I truly think that if Wander Franco Franco was oh gosh, I you know I don't want to scrutinize any baseball player, mm-hmm. but I'm just using this as an example with Shohei Otani. Right. Uh, well, I think okay. So I think a good example. Do you know like the Trevor Bauer situation? Barely, but just okay, refresh so, my memory. So a Trevor bit. Bauer at the time he had just won a Cy Young. Mm-hmm. He had just signed a big deal with the Dodgers. A lady comes out with some pretty, pretty serious sexual assault allegations. Right. Since then, I mean, he was apparently he was cleared. Nothing, nothing technically happened to him on the legal side of things. He hasn't pitched an inning in the major leagues since then. So, me personally, I still think there's a lot to that story. Yeah. Because, like, we have seen situations, sexual assault allegations, uh, domestic violence allegations, and these guys come back. No one bats an eye. Trevor Bauer does it. He's pitching in Japan right now. You haven't heard – I mean, he's a bit – he does YouTube and stuff. But, you know – I don't think he'll pitch in the major leagues again. So, again, it's like technically, legally, it sounds like he didn't do anything wrong. But the fact that no major league team will touch him. Because it's a PR nightmare. Yeah. That's what they're going to tell you. It's a PR nightmare. But here's the thing, though. We're, We're talking about that. He was cleared. Didn't get any jail time. Apparently settled out of court. I'm going to bring your guy into it. Henry Ruggs. Mike Vick. Oh, the dog fight. The dog fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was completely absolved. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's very weird 
And I mean, obviously it's unfair that some guys can come back and, and bounce back from these terrible things that they've done. Exactly. And and be proven that they did these things. Right. <laughs> but, but still come back and be okay. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Right, exactly. So <laughs> it's it's just it's interesting to me that, you know, we think that some guys are gonna come back, some guys aren't. Um it yeah. But anyway. I was I was definitely interested to see. Yeah, and I, I wasn't. I'm not necessarily like supporting, you know, what Henry Rugg. If Henry Ruggs comes back, I, I I don't want him to come back. Yeah. The thing I was kind of saying in that moment was, oh, it's Henry Ruggs. Oh, he'll get out. He'll come back and play. Mm-hmm. It was like more so like a. I kind of know how this thing plays out. He only got a certain amount of time on his sentence when he really should have got the boot for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he only got three to ten years for. Drunk, driving, and killing somebody? Yeah, right. I'm sorry, man. That's yeah. the boot for me. Agreed. That's irresponsible. You're putting everyone else's life at risk. Yeah. But, you know, that's just... I don't support what they did at all. But I do think, you know, punishments in all sports, really, it's a little... Very skewed. And very you're right. It, a lot of it has to do with the name. Yep. The team. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and the money. money. And money. And 100%. you can't forget that. Our, our off-camera, <laughs> off-camera helper gave us the money, but thanks, brother. We'll see you later, man. See you, brother. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, obviously, when any of this stuff happens, and you know these guys are human. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just weird how we can forgive some people and not yeah others it yeah. really blows my mind i was happy that michael vick got his redemption story because when he really when he went to philly he kind of redeemed himself a little bit okay it was fun okay those I, couple years in I, philly that was fun look i'm i'm not gonna agree with you on that one why not you remember the monday night washington game that i'm was not saying michael vick just, i'm not saying he wasn't a good player yes he but was. there's some things that you shouldn't be able to absolve yourself from just because you're good at sports and me personally what he did that is a scenario for me listen we can talk about mike vick all day long it was 10 plus years ago let's let him go let's let him have a nice day well yes he's a great know why you're saying that as a mike (laughs) vick fan he's a great analyst now have you ever heard him speak he's a good analyst now he's a really good analyst i mean like if i see him i don't i don't really think about it you know, I'm not like, oh, this guy's such a piece of shit. Nah, I just remember those. He made dudes look so silly back then. Oh, he was a great player. <laughs> not not a great human being, but hey, a great player. That's debatable in the air. <laughs> okay. We can talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but getting off of this topic, want to get into football. Yes. Football's right around the corner. I can't wait, man. We have two, three more weeks. Until the regular season yeah. starts, yep. we have one more pre. So yeah, three more weeks. Yep. We got one more, pre- uh, one more preseason bye week, then week one. Um, and obviously, you guys know we'll be doing um, plenty of pick shows. But this week, in our next show, I want to do AFC and NFC win totals. Oh yeah, baby. Um, I I did this last year. Uh, I did. Division winners I actually nailed the Eagles. That was like my big thing. Really? I nailed the Eagles that they were going to win their division. They were my dark horse, and that one felt good. <sighs> dark horse? They started like 
11 and 0. Well, <laughs> not at the beginning of the season they weren't. Sheesh. But all right, so we will start with AFC this week. Okay. I'm going to give you guys the win total what it said at the sports book right now. I will give you the odds to both. Um, we will start in the AFC North mm. uh, with the Ravens. Toughest division in football. Market. Uh, that's debatable. Market. But it is obviously an awesome division. Um, the Ravens, 10.5. The over-under, uh, the over is plus 110. The under is minus 140. So the books think that they are going to come in under 10 wins. Um, I have to agree. I think that that is going to go under. Where you sit in there? Um, when it comes to the Ravens, man, it really it depends on Mr. Jackson if he can stay healthy past November. Okay. If he stays healthy past November, I say this goes over. Okay. Because the Ravens are a darn solid team, but I totally understand your your hold on going mm-hmm. under because if Lamar Jackson, if he's at any point not himself, the Ravens just don't breathe right. They just don't move right. Well, it's it's that he just sat out an entire year. It, he probably isn't going to play any preseason. Mm-mm. Maybe a little bit in the third game, but I don't think he's going to play a lot. Um, like you said, this is probably going to be the toughest division in football. You have to play the Bengals twice, the Browns twice, the Steelers twice. Yikes. None of those teams are pushovers in any sense of the word. Um, they did just sign Jadavion Clowney today. Uh, I, I think that's a good pickup to replace uh, Calais Campbell's production. Um, He's with Atlanta, y'all. Let's go, Calais Campbell. Yep, yep. Um, but my thing is, like, I've just never been a Lamar Jackson believer. Uh, so even if he does play a full 17 games, they're going to be good, and I think they'll make the playoffs. But even then, like, he, in his entire career, if you can shut down the run game even a little bit and turn him into a, po- a pocket passer, he's maybe a bottom 10 pocket passer in the league. Mm. If you If you take away that run game. Okay. If he sits in the pocket for an entire game, doesn't run one time, I I just do not think that they're gonna win. I'll have to I'll have to do my research on that. I think he has had multiple games where he didn't rush a whole ton and was still successful throwing that. I think he's a better thrower than we're giving him credit for. But listen, when he's so electric with his legs, it's hard to not hold his arm to the same accountability. It's really hard not to. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think he's fine. I think he needs he needed some more weapons on that outside. Mm-hmm. He needed something other than Rashad Bateman, right? You know what I mean. So with the addition of Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, that was a who, um, who everyone thinks is, is going to be. They're yeah. loving that kid. He's like the steal of the draft, yes, according to people. Loving right? that kid. Yeah. Um, of course, you got security blanket Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. You got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. He's supposed to finally be healthy from his um, his injury last year. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm good with the Ravens this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy their stock. Okay. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over with them. Okay. Um, it, and again, like I don't think the Ravens are a bad team. No, I don't not. think they are. But 
when you do have to run the gauntlet of the AFC or the AFC North. That's tough. Very I just tough. I just think that their roster doesn't stack up as well with the Bengals right now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, I mean, they do have the best kicker in the league. Oh, Jay Tuck, man. Jay Tuck. Jay Tuck. horns, baby. They did lose uh, Marcus Peters this uh, this offseason. Right. They did lose Marcus Peters. But they had that rookie last year. He was he just needed to, to blossom into something. Kyle Hamilton, I think his name Yeah, is. the safety out of Notre yeah, Dame. They drafted yeah. a kid, couple kids. They'll be fine on the back end. They have a really good defensive coordinator. Okay. So they'll be all so right. So under for me, over for Dre. We're going to move on to the Bengals. Um, right now, their odds are off um, because I think everyone's waiting on the Joe Burrow injury to see how serious it is, if mm-hmm. he's going to miss any games. Yeah, yeah. I will set the, the lines at minus 110 on both sides. Okay. Assuming that Burrow will be healthy for week one. Um, that's what I'm counting on. You haven't really heard much to the contrary that it's worse than – than we're expecting. Um, I'm going to go over on the Bengals 11 and a half. 12 wins. Joe Burrow is becoming the epitome of a really good situational quarterback. Okay. My dude is, if it's third and eight, third and seven, right. he is extremely accurate. Him, him going to chase, like his passer rating is through the roof. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But there's a lot of mouths to feed in this AFC North. I don't see everyone can't win eleven and a half games. So I mean, yeah. So it's with the Ravens. With me saying the Ravens go over, and I'm gonna say under for the Bengals. Okay, so pretty much you think the yeah. Ravens are gonna win the division? I do. I do think the Ravens are gonna win the division. Okay, I mean. I'm not going to argue that with you. I think it can go either way. I think them bringing in Orlando Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. is massive because what's the one thing that Joe Burrow really hasn't had in his entire career yet? It's a good left tackle. <laughs> or, I mean, not even just an offensive line. He's had an atrocious left tackle almost his entire career. They finally got a good one. Over yeah, there. they did. I mean, Jonah Williams was awful. Terrible. Awful. So it's Terrible. Yeah, so I think that's big. I think them losing Jesse Bates and Samaj P. Ryan's a pretty big deal. I'm actually, yeah, Jesse Bates goes to Atlanta. Yeah, baby. Um, I, I think Samaj P. Ryan is a bigger deal than what people are giving it credit for. He's a tank, man. Man, he balled out yeah, when, when Joe Mixon was out a couple games. And Joe Mixon just doesn't seem like he can get out of his own way. No, sometimes. So, who knows? Like, not even injury. The dude just might do something stupid and get suspended. Or arrested or something. Or arrested, right. So I I am going over, but that's just me going completely off of Joe Burrow and what these guys can be. Their receiving alone is enough to put them, to bolster them in the over. But, you know, people got a little bit more film on them now. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Burrow, I, I do see struggles because they already had their year two. At times. You know what I mean? I yeah. see struggles. Yeah. But... Burrow, Chase, Higgins. It's disgusting. Good luck. It's disgusting. Good luck. And I mean, I personally think they upgraded at tight end. Hayden Hurst was good, but Irv Smith Jr., a little bit more athletic. He's a dog, man. So, um, all right. So, for the Bengals, over for me. Dre going under. Mm -hmm. We'll move on to the Browns at nine and a half. Uh, The over is plus 110. The under is minus 160. Mm. That's uh, 
That's interesting. That, that's very talent. That's tasty. That's, that's tasty. very talent. Uh, as far as what the books think is going to happen to them, yeah, it's. I don't think it's crazy to say that it solely hinges on if Deshaun Watson can bounce back. That's really it. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. I mean, they have a good roster around him. Amari Cooper is a stud of a wide receiver. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is Is a little underrated. Very, very good complimentary player. Mm -hmm. David Njoku is way better than people give him credit for. He's got arguably the best running back in the league. Nick Chubb. But now that Chubb doesn't have Kareem Hunt to relieve that pressure off of him, that might be, you know, his tread might be running a little bit rough. Yeah. At the end of the day. But Nick Chubb is still a beast. So they're gonna the Browns are gonna be fine. It's just nine and a half wins in the AFC North where you gotta go to Cincinnati, to yeah. Pittsburgh, to Baltimore. Uh, to me, right now, that looks like three losses. So I'm gonna go under for the Browns. I am gonna go with you on the under there. Again, I just I don't think it's so much of the Browns being a bad team. They are not a bad team. They're it's, just in a really good division. Yeah, yeah, and I think... If they were in the NFC South, they would win that division going away. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, so... Ooh, I can't wait to do the NFC South. You know who I'm picking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have a whole 30-minute segment. Uh, on I, need, just I need at least 15 um, minutes just to talk about Desmond Reader. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, all right, so under on the Browns for both of us. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, eight and a half. Yikes. The over is minus 165. The under is plus 120. Um, not a lot done to the roster. No. I like them bringing Joey Porter Jr. Um, they bring in Pat P. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose Cameron Sutton, Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush. So some pretty... Man, you said those names like they was nothing no, on that defense. They I, I was going to say <laughs> they lost some pretty big pieces on the Very defense. Big, yes, I agree. Um, and, I mean, Patrick Peterson, I don't think it's crazy to say he's past his prime at this point. He's past P at yeah. this point in, of his yeah. career, unfortunately. You don't 100% know what you have in Joey Porter Jr. yet. So... It is going to be hard to replace that production on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And what the Steelers are known for, especially in these last couple of years, because their offense has been less than stellar, is that their defense has kept them in every game. I'll tell you what will make the Steelers successful. Okay. The Steelers will be successful if... Kenny Pickett hits that year two stride Yep, because he's finally got a full year under his belt. He took his lumps. And the Mike Tomlin culture. Mike Tomlin is a – he just don't – he just don't lose. He's a great the coach. The dude is just one of those guys. You put him in situations, even if it looks bleak, the dude mm-hmm. just don't lose. Right. So that defense is going to be ready every single week, even if Kenny Pickett starts off struggling. But this might be the best offensive team he's going to have since Big Ben and – Le'Veon and all that. Agreed. So, Kenny Pickett's got some weapons. He's got, y'all pay attention to this name, Darnell Washington. Right. Tight end from the good old Las Vegas, Nevada, baby. Yeah. That kid is an absolute beast. I've never, I don't think I've ever physical seen Physical freak. Just a physical freak of nature. Watch out for that kid. Okay, okay? Let's move on. So, okay, do you think he gets more 
playing time than Pat Fryermuth. I think Tomlin's going to find a way to scheme them both. You, they're they're good think, enough. I think Fryermuth has a massive year. Fryermuth Fryermuth can be uh, Weapon X, and you can use Darnell for the for blocking schemes yeah. and for those quick out route schemes. Whatever the case may be, they're both. That good. Shoot, I would use him in short yardage situations. I, Put Darnell at fullback. Full yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, who's, full who's stopping that dude? Uh, that's a tank Behind of a dude. Line. And the fact that he's from Vegas makes me support him even more. But he's not just from Vegas. He's mm-hmm. from Vegas and qualified. That's what he's good. He's going to be good for. So do you think Najee Harris bounced back? If the Steelers upgraded, they need. I don't know what the heck Tom would be doing with that offensive line. I don't. They haven't had a good. Added anything? They haven't had a good offensive line in years. Yeah, it's been a while. So if that O line can find a way to scheme themselves, put them in situations where they're not straining Mm -hmm. all game. Yeah, Najee can bounce back. He's talented enough, but yeah, it don't mean it don't mean squat without the without the O line blocking. I I think for me, the O line issues that they're going to have this year is big enough. That I'm gonna take the under on the eight and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Kenny Pickett will be one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Agreed. And that'll be a major concern for Tomlin yes. moving forward. Yes. They got to start drafting offensive tackles. Yeah. Period. And I it's nothing against Kenny Pickett. No. He was he was okay. He was okay. You he saw was one of the better. He was one of the better quarterbacks towards the end of the yeah, year last year. You saw flashes, and Agreed. if he keeps building on that, yeah, uh, they'll be okay. I'm just I'm worried, man. These young quarterbacks with a suspect offensive line mm-hmm. is always worries me. Wait till we get to the uh, wait till we get to the next conference. I'll tell yeah. you who really worries me. Okay, I'll tell you. All right. Um, so I'm in agreement with you. I'll take the uh, you're under going for, under under for sports. okay. Yes. All right. I put, I had put you down for the over because oh, the way no. you started, I was like, okay, over for Dre for sure. But okay, no. so under on the Steelers for both of us. That's and crazy. again, they're not a bad team. No. But you're going to hear a ton this year. The AFC North is just nuts. And they're really, really good. Um, moving on to the AFC East, we have the Buffalo Bills. The win total is 10.5. The over is minus 144. The under is plus 118. Um, again, not a ton that they did in the offseason. You bring in Damian Harris to back up James Cook. Uh, my biggest loss for them was on the defensive side of the ball with Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds. Edwards. Yep, he was a beast. Yeah, that was, that was a big loss for me. But um, the this division is so interesting to me because no one is giving Bills the respect they deserve. All I hear is the Jets and the Dolphins. That's all I'm That's hearing. That's all I'm hearing. I agree. Everyone is forgetting that the Bills have been running this division for the last few years, and Josh Allen didn't get any worse. No. So His decision-making did. In At the end of the year. But he was also – he was playing hurt, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to play – you can't really use that as an. I can't. If you're, if you're on the field, you're agreed, good. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you can use it a little bit, but you know, I I don't want to factor that too much in. I'm gonna take the over here. Um, I think the Dolphins and the Jets are gonna be just fine, but I'm not ready to give up the crown to the Bills yet. So I'm gonna take the over of the ten and a half. 
Where are you leaning on the Bills? For the Bills, man, it's really hard for me to go against J.A., man. Josh Allen is a beast. Mm-hmm. That dude is really good. Um, rocket for an arm. Yep. Will run over you like a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to also take the over. Bills are going to win this division pretty convincingly in my eyes. I don't know. Convincing. I don't think there's going to be – I don't think it's going to be that close. Okay. Because, you know, there's too many questions with all three other teams in this division. Agreed. Even even the Dolphins. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. I mean, I – Tua, man. I mean – and we'll, okay, we'll just write. We'll yeah, roll right go. into the Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus, or uh, the win total is nine and a half. The over under minus one ten both ways. That's a generous number, man. Nine and a half wins. That's a generous number. Do you think it's too high or too low? I think it's too low. I think okay. the Dolphins are. I think the Dolphins are loaded this year, and then it, they're loaded for bear. They're loaded for win. I think a lot of it is so predicated on Tua. Because mm-hmm. I, I think this number reflects that they're ready for Tua to get another concussion at some point. Because how many concussions did has this dude had in his career already? I like can't. four, five? And so not much. just like small concussions, you get your bell rung. Like he's been knocked out cold. So I'm going to take as, as loaded as the Dolphins are – this, the quarterback situation is just too volatile for me to think that they're going to beat out the Bills, that, to think that they're going to beat out the Jets. I just think their quarterback situation scares the crap out of me. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, going, I'm going with the under of the nine and a half. Wow, 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 wow. Um, that's, that's a very solid argument. Tua's health is a concern. But it is really hard to under to not underestimate how good this offense really is if they can keep Tua on his feet. Okay, here's my question to you. Even if he is healthy, is he that he's not that good? Yo. He's not bad. Yo. But every but the way we talk about Tua. We're putting we're, everyone talks the about dude, him like he's a top ten quarterback in the league. If the but dude, he's healthy. If the dude ain't got a concussion mark, I guarantee. Tyree Kill can outrun his deep balls. I agree. He can outrun a lot of people's deep balls, man. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. But to to I feel like he's on the lower end of arm strength in the league. Hey, but he's listen. Tua Tungavailoa is is an accurate quarterback. Hey, he scans his progressions well. He understands football. He's a good leader. He's lefty. That already throws a team off. So, quite frankly, I don't care. You can think he's not good. But if he's upright, watch top two of Tonga Valoa. Okay. To a top ten Tonga Valoa. Okay. All right. I'm going to call him two a top ten. All right. We're going to two a top ten. If you gave him four Michael Thomases. And get a dude trying to slant route, slant route, slant route, slant Two route. would be the best quarterback in the league. Two Michael Thomases, two Debo Samuels. Just and, give and him a, slant and routes. And a and D-hop. D-hop. The, the farthest he's going to get in a route is about 30 yards. Oof. So, Oh, you better leave Tua alone, man. All, that's all I'm saying, man. Like, no disrespect to Tua. I just think people are talking crazy when they talk about him. Nah. That he's like this amazing quarterback. The dude can play football. He can sure. play. Okay, he he can play football, but again, like the way people talk about him, they talk about him like he's a top ten quarterback in the league. 
And I just do not think that's the case. Hey, man. I agree. Hey, right now. I'm I don't just, think you do agree. We got to let the tape speak for itself. Okay. We got to let All the tape. Right. Two, two a top 10 tongue about low. <laughs> Give me the over with the Dolphins. All right. Over nine and a half for Dre. Yeah, because I can't. I ain't going to disrespect. No, we ain't going to disrespect Tua like that. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just calling it like I see it. You're rude. <laughs> going, into, <laughs> going into the most disrespected team in this division. The Patriots, seven and a half. The overs plus 116. The unders 142. They do bring in Juju Smith, uh, Schuster. They bring in Mike Gesicki. They bring in James Robinson. They bring in Jalen Mills. <laughs> you you lose. You do lose Devin McCourty, which, you know, the dude has been amazing his entire career. Shout out you to do Devin lose McCourty. Damian Harris. Me, personally, I think James Robinson is an upgrade anyway. Um, and you do lose Johnny Smith, but they did bring in a couple top end, or not top end, but two pretty decent tight ends to replace that production. Um, I'm going to go over the seven and a half. I, I just think they're being disrespected. It was only a year ago that everyone was tabbing Mac Jones as the next Tom Brady, where I don't think he's that good, obviously. But the hype around Matt Jones, you cannot deny, was so huge when he was in the league. Man, bumped up the the heat he was getting. How about support from his own freaking head coach? The boy didn't have that. I'm sorry. I mean, I I agree with that. But, I mean, Belichick didn't support the greatest quarterback of all time a lot of the times. So, Mark, I'm not not buying that argument. Mark, we're not going to sit here. You're not going to make the argument. That Bill Belichick, what? I'm listening. Didn't support Tom Brady. He wanted him gone. If it was up to him, Jimmy G would have been the quarterback of the Patriots. But Robert Kraft said no. After he slid that fourth ring on his finger, listen here. Bill Belichick had nothing to say about Tom Brady. We're not going to disrespect the goat. He didn't. Say, yeah. Leave him. When does Bill Belichick say anything in in public anyway? Ever. Never. Thank you. He has nothing. Exactly. Stonewall face. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, there was there's plenty. There's plenty. He doesn't it's, I think it's the page- his way or the highway, no matter who you are. Exactly. Bill's the he's gonna be the biggest personality in the room. And he doesn't Absolutely. have to say anything. Yeah. So with the Patriots, I do think they're a little underrated. Okay. Considering the fact that Bill Belichick's Bill Bill Belichick's defense are good every year. Yep. I don't care. Who's on the on the defensive side of the football? Yep. Every every year they have been in the top ten in fantasy and like defensive points. Mm-hmm. They're always they're, they're just so well coached. They're just very well coached. Yeah. So with that being said, I do think defense is going to account for about five to six of their wins this year. But wow, that's that's like number one defense in the league. Check the numbers. Okay. The Patriots were one of the top defenses in the league, and it led, and because of that, they won a lot of their games based because of their defense. Yeah, I agree with a you. A lot. I agree with you that they're not going to lose games because of their defense. But, but eventually, I think five to six wins just on defensive play alone is a little high. Fair. That's to fair. Me, to me. That's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah. But eventually, but when you get to that point where everyone in the building knows you're going to throw, is Mac Jones really going to be able to really? Chuck this ball around. We don't know. I don't think so. He was he was another guy. You know, he got hurt last year. Yeah, kind of 
in a weird way got pa passed by Bailey Zappi, but didn't at the same time. That was so. It was a weird, a very weird quarterback situation last year, but it does look again like Mac Jones is the clear cut number star. one. Yeah, he's number one. So but, I mean, uh, and, and as long as you have Bill Belichick on the sideline, I'm never counting out the Patriots. So that's why I like I like the plus money at over seven and a half. Well, Friday at what time is it? Two fifty six. Okay. I'm going against Bill Belichick. Give me the under. Okay. All right. Give me the under. Under for Dre. Give me the and under. And again, like, if they win, like, six games, I won't be shocked. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm, in like, if I they said, win Bella, nine, I wouldn't be shocked right. either. Right. I'll put it like that. All right. Going into arguably the most polarizing team of the offseason. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Nine and a half. Nine and a half is the win total there. Over 122. Ooh. Under is even money. Let me start off with the Jets, please. Because I got Go a lot it. to say about okay. them. Give me the under. And okay. I'm going to tell you why. This year has the potential for the Jets to be turbulent really freaking fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. The first six games on their schedule attacks their biggest weakness on the team. Okay. What is the Jets' biggest weakness on the team, DeAndre? The offensive line. <laughs> okay. I can't trust this left tackle. Who's this dude? Makai Beckton. I don't know if this dude can play. Mm -hmm. You got, who's that? Dwayne Brown. He's like 50 years old. Yeah. How old is this guy? I'm not sure. Dwayne, I am 12. They, <laughs> <laughs> or green crayon on a little, on a little uh, parchment yeah. paper. Get out of here. <laughs> Um, at ten dollars, man. Yeah. What kind of a bribe was that? Like, it worked. <laughs> it it sure worked. Did. Um, we we're talking about one Dwayne Brown injury away mm -hmm. from this team not knowing what the hell to do at left tackle, right, right tackle. They got who Elijah Vera Tucker is the only one I'd really trust on that offensive line. Agreed. And old quarterbacks, Tom Brady will you know Tom Brady tell you don't like to get sacked, bro. It takes time off of their – it takes years off of their career. Yeah. Getting sacked late in the career. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. No spring chicken anymore. No, he is not a spring chicken. So knowing what I know right now about the Jets, which isn't much, guys. Just so I'm not no expert, but I will tell you that even I can see that the Jets' offensive line is the hugest problem for them this year. It's not talent. It's not wide receivers. It's not corner. Mm -hmm. It's not edge. It's not – because Quentin Williams, hello, the yep. dude is a beast. A soft gardener. Oh, dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. So the Jets are going to be fine skill-wise. But if they can't keep Aaron Rodgers up, upright, unfortunately, I see the Jets possibly going 1-5 in their first six games. Right. Because they play Belichick, Cowboys, Philly, yeah. Chiefs, Bills. Good luck. So here's, okay, here's my thing with the Jets. I am going to agree with you on the under- this one, I don't feel good about taking the under because mm, you can. Um, they can easily. The Jets can easily win thirteen games. They can yeah. easily win easily. the division easily. Um, what we kind of talked about with the Steelers a little bit earlier, with the suspect offensive line, it scared me for the Steelers because Kenny Pickett isn't as experienced. Agreed. Now, when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's a whole different ball. One game. of the most experienced players in the league. He can account for a bad he, offensive line. He can. So for him, that doesn't weigh 
as much in my decision as it did with Kenny Pickett. Mm. But like you said, their skill positions are so out of this world. They are loaded. Like, you have Brees Hall. You just bring in Dalvin Cook. What a sign. Who, for whatever reason, didn't have a market is like being that. like counted out as being washed. I would consider him still in his prime if you really want to. Con- yeah. If you really want to talk he, about, he it. does get hurt a little bit. Yes, but he still has good breakaway speed, yes. great cut. The dude sees the field. He's a good pass catching back. Right. Hello, yeah. Um, I don't know. And if he gets hurt, guess, guess what? what? You got you got Brees Hall. You know what I mean, like. You have Garrett Wilson. And guess what? After that, you have Michael Carter, who's a very competent who, backup. Yeah, exactly. He's a very competent right. backup. He was, he was probably one of the top running back rookies in the league. Like I said. And then they still brought in Brees Hall. So, yeah, like we talked about this earlier. I think they have the best running back room in the league. That's a good yeah, That's a good observation. Um, that's good. And you bring in Alan Lazard, who Aaron Rodgers is extremely comfortable with. Randall who Cobb, I, too. Randall Cobb, I think. I think that offense is going to be off the charts. If they can block. Right. Aaron Rodgers, personality-wise, is a little out there. So you don't truly know how committed he is to playing football still. It seems like he is now. But I just think until I see what this team actually looks like, I'm not going to 100% buy in because it's kind of the same thing that we said in the AFC North. Very tough division. This is one of the the AFC is so much more competitive than the so NFC. Good. It so is good. gonna make for great theater. Yeah, this year. Yeah, you've got the AFC North with those smash mouth teams. You got what is that? The AFC East we just did. Yeah, any one of these teams could win the division. Same with the AFC North. Any one of those teams could win. Yeah. Now this next division though. <laughs> AFC West. Let's go, baby. We're going to start with the Broncos. Let's go. Let's run. Eight and a half. The over is minus 106. The under is minus 114. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now off the top before we even talk about it, I'm taking the under. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead and put me down for the same. Okay. I'll take the same. Okay, cool. So, I know it was the first game. Yep. I know it was preseason. Yep. I know you have a new coach. But I'm. We can't count on a Russell Wilson comeback. Can't count on a on a bounce back. Even with Sean Payton coming in, they played the Cardinals in the first preseason game. They played the first team offense for almost the entire first half. They scored one touchdown. They looked like shit. To be completely honest. And, I mean, they ended up losing that game. That doesn't mean anything. But it was so much more telling to me that they couldn't move the ball on the Cardinals, who, by and large, are the worst roster in the NFL right now. Um, It did not put a lot of confidence in the Broncos for me this year. Um. Yeah, the Broncos are tricky because on one hand, you have Sean Payton, who has uber coaching success, has been successful with all forms of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Remember, he won games with Taysom Hill, Jason, uh, Jameis Winston, Teddy Two Gloves. 
He's won games with all sorts of QBs. Put put some respect on both of their names, please. Who, Teddy Two Gloves? And Jameis. Oh, Jameis. Famous Jameis? Yes. Pick six Jameis? They were both good. Pick six Jameis? They weren't great. Don't do that to Jameis. They could win. They could win games. Okay, sure. You, you, okay. You're with not, the right coach. You, uh, yeah, you're with not. The right okay, coach. you're acting like he had to play with Josh Rosen. Okay. Rosen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the Rosen one. All right. <laughs> You're, don't act like Not these the dudes were the worst one. quarterbacks in the league, all right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And when he started with Taysom Hill, they got their ass kicked that game. So first, Okay, first of all, we're not going to put some respect on that man's name. That boy plays quarterback, You're going to put respect on Taysom Hill's name, but How not Jameis? Famous Or Jameis? Teddy Bridgewater? His name is Teddy Two Gloves. How dare you? I put respect on his name. You just said, you just said that he won even with guys like that. So, I'm so you didn't. Say, I'm trying to say, like, no, they weren't elite quarterbacks. But what I'm saying is Sean Payton knows how to coach. He knows what he's doing. And him going to the Broncos is, you know, it's huge for Russell. He needed a change. Nathaniel Hackett was. Worst coach in the NFL. That was a absolute dumpster him, fire. Him and Cliff Kingsbury were one A and one B Ooh, as the most yeah. incompetent coaches. In the yeah, NFL. and quite frankly, and this is really—I'm not trying to—I didn't come here to knock on Hackett, but um, Sean Payton. Remember his comments he said about Hackett? Drug him across the coals. But completely unnecessary. You could. Why? It was a little bit unnecessary. What are you dragging another coach for? You know the dude has another job, right? Good for him. And the only reason he has that job is because Aaron Rodgers is there. Be that as it may. You think Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers that, wasn't with the Jets that he would be hired there? But that's life now, Mark. You got to think about that, bro. It doesn't mean he's good. It, it ain't just what mean, you know. It just means that it's Aaron Rodgers is comfortable with him. Nathaniel Hackett is a good offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator, sure. I'll that's give where you he's that. at. He's I'll at, give you that's that. where he's at. Okay. So then let him be him. But he's the worst head coach I've ever seen. Probably. One of them. That time and time clock thing? Terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think you'd be crazy not to add him in the top 10 of worst NFL hires of all time. That might have been one, the biggest reach of yes. all time. So yeah. go ahead and give me the under. I do see them being better. That defense is still cold. Don't let right. De- De- Denver's defense fool you. Pass no, 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 is, a, no. is, yeah. a, is a dude. They bring in Zach Allen from Arizona. who was Don't like, throw his way. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Agreed. Just don't throw his way. All right. And if Russell can stay competent, they'll be fine. They'll be all right. But we're still going the under. But under anyway, anyway. Six wins. Six wins. <laughs> They're going to be fine. They're only going to win six games. Six wins. <laughs> um, moving on to the defending Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs, Chiefs, 11 and a half. The over is minus 150. The under is plus 120. Um, they didn't really do anything of note in the offseason to me. Uh, besides lose Orlando Brown to their biggest rivals, I think, in the NFL, to the, in the Bengals. Uh, you lose Juju Smith-Schuster. You lose Juwan Thornhill and Frank Clark. Man, that was big. That's you underrated lost, big. They lost some big pieces yeah, off of that team. Mm-hmm. Now, is it a situation where everyone just wants them to fail? So you're like, okay, I'll take the under here, or do we have to realize – Hey, it's the Chiefs. Until we see otherwise, you kind of just have to assume that they're going to win 13, 14 games every year. Option B for 500, Alex. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm on, this is really hard right now. I think we're seeing one of the best quarterbacks ever. 
And I right now I think we're seeing one of the best coaches ever. And Do you it, agree that everyone already dubs Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback to ever play the game? Are you there? No. Agreed. No. He's great. He's amazing. He's going to go down as one of the best ever. But to say already. So year five. Yeah. Like, what like year is he in? Calm down. Calm down. And, like, he came into such a good situation, too. The absolute perfect spot. You sat behind a pro. You get a freaking Hall of Fame coach yeah. with an offensive mind. And the greatest tight end of all time. And arguably one of the best wide receivers of all time. We can talk about it. One. I said one of. One of. But that, that's the, the thing with them is like at some point. Because Travis Kelsey, he's got a lot of tread on those tires at this point. I don't care, dude. He's still really he's extremely. A dog. He's so he's, good. He's a dog. But like, have you seen like in, in practice and shit? He's like punching teammates and... I feel like his head is getting a little too big. Way too big. But that's what he, his brother Jason is actually really good for him because in that aspect, because if you know, they have their own podcast mm-hmm. and they speak and Jason speaks really, you know, down to earth. Like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, they're, they're, they're great. Night and day different people. Whole different people. Yeah. Jason is a stand up. He's like more of a family guy. Yeah. Travis is the loose cannon. But... At the Jason, end of- Jason's in the country hunting some deer. <laughs> Travis is chugging a is beer in, on yeah, Fifth he's, Street. <laughs> he's, in, he's in Vegas at the day clubs. No, nah, Travis is, I think he just had a little moment of weakness there. Um, he's a good leader. Those guys respect him. Mm-hmm. And his place does the talking for him. Oh, absolutely. So, quite frankly, at the end of the day, if you got something to say to Travis Kelsey, uh, you can get the hell out of my room. That's fair. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to have a down year. No. But at some point, it has to come. It has to, but, you know, and they I, keep on winning Super Bowls, man. I think it's that year, it's this year? definitely not this year. The no. dude is still looking good. So, over. I'm taking the over. over. You're taking the over. 100%. The Chiefs, even though, you know, I think people are getting a little tired of them if you're not a Chiefs fan. It's, They're still the class of the league. We're in the we're in that era, man. Remember those the, Patriots? The era, man. We're in that Patriots era. Yeah. Remember that, guys? Yeah. Get used to it. So moving on to our hometown team. Lord. The Las Vegas Raiders. Six and a half is the total uh, wins. They are tied for the lowest win total. Um, over plus 108. The under is minus 138. You bring in Jimmy G. You bring in O.J. Howard, Austin Hooper. You get Tyree Wilson pretty late, uh, so that was a nice pick for them. The big addition or subtractions, obviously. You lose Derek Carr, you lose Darren Waller. Mm. I don't. I think you're replacing Derek Carr with a worse version of Derek Carr. Yep. Um, I don't. I think Darren Waller just, for whatever reason, last year could. I mean, I don't think he was healthy um, most of the year. Man, so, he's worried about getting married to Kelsey Plume. Good for him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm I think they are probably one of the worst teams in the league. Even though you have Devontae Adams, you have Max Crosby. I love those guys. Yeah. Um you have two of the five major components of a good football team. You do, but are they better than the Broncos? No. Are they better than the Chiefs? No. Are they better than the Chargers? Under. Okay. Under for me. Under for me. Okay. 
I, yeah, I just think they have a long way to go to build this roster before they're... After Devontae, I don't know who the hell the next receiver is. Who is it? Uh, Hunter Renfro? I like Hunter Renfro. Is he is he Devontae Adams' status? Okay, no. we're going to move on to the <laughs> Chargers. Go Chargers. <laughs> the over-under is set at 9.5. Over, minus 128. The under is plus 104. Uh, they bring in Eric Kendricks on the defensive side of the ball, which I I think underrated move. Underrated move was bringing him in. I love Quentin Johnston mm-hmm. from TCU. I think he's going to be amazing this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kellen Moore bringing him in on the uh, to be the offensive coordinator. The only noticeable loss you could argue is Kyle Van Noy, but even then. Whatever. We yeah, we ain't tripping about that. Whatever. Um, I'm going over. Absolutely. And I think... Buy your Charger stock this year. Yes. Jay Herbo got his bag. Yes, he it did. It is time for him to ball out. And Keenan Allen and Mike Williams crossed their fingers on their health. That duo, extremely with, underrated. With Quentin Johnston? Extremely Woo! underrated. That can be a crazy. That's offense. gonna be crazy. And Austin Eckler, yeah. totally forgot him. Sorry, but uh, market. I'm. Th- this is my first big pick of the year. Oh, Chargers win that division. Eesh. So you think the Chiefs are gonna be a wild card team? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Give me the Chargers. I think this is their time. Let's go. I, I like think it. this is it, and especially losing the way that they did in the playoffs last year. So teams come back so hungry. They they teams need that. They do. Teams need losses like that to come back, and and it happened. So I think they're going to come back huge. Oh, Herbo's going to have a great year this year. Yeah, I think so too. He just got his bag. Yeah. Um. So over for you and myself. Thousand percent. The Texans, AFC South, the the worst worst division in football, football. next to the (laughs) NFC South. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the total is set at six and a half. The under or the over is plus one sixteen. The under is minus one forty two. Uh, you bring in CJ Stroud, obviously. Looks like he is going to be the day one starter. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Ward, Shaq Mason. I liked them bringing in Will Anderson. So they brought in some good pieces. You do lose Brandon Cooks, which another guy that has been extremely underrated his entire career. Um, Purely for the fact that the Cardinals have their first round pick, I am taking the under because I hope they're the worst or the second worst team in the league this year. Give me the under as well. I do think they need a little bit more work on that offensive line to help keep their quarterbacks upright. I think CJ Stroud will struggle with yeah. staying upright, but I think he's just gonna struggle. I just I period. did see I did see flashes of brilliance in his game because he doesn't get like scary feet in the pocket. And yeah. that is that's important. If you get tiptoe and you know jittery uh, feet, you you most likely gonna make a mistake. And CJ Stroud stayed stayed calm in that pocket. He released it. Granted, he threw a couple of wonky interceptions, but mm-hmm. hey, m- most rookies are gonna do that. This, okay, this is a genuine question because I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, is there one quarterback that's come from Ohio State? That has been uber successful. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not gonna definitely not gonna say Justin Fields yet. 
Yeah, we don't know about him. Um, Cardale Jones was supposed to be the next big guy. I don't even think he ever played a snap in a regular NFL game. I don't think so either. Um, Terrell Pryor was never that great. JT Barrett. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, they, no, no disrespect to C.J. Stroud. Just Ohio State does not produce cues. They don't. I get it. And they, they and they produce the same kind of running quarterback every single year. Ooh, that's a good. They take. come in the NFL. That's a hot take, yo. It's a hot like take, it. but I mean, just look, look at the facts. I like it. Justin Fields hasn't translated to the NFL yet. A ton of hype. We'll obviously go over that when we go over the NFC. I'm not a big believer in him yet. C.J. Stroud, there was a ton of knocks on him that he was like the worst football IQ. Just, you know, and I have no idea if that's true or not, but you don't see it come out very often where teams are just like, this dude's just not smart. <laughs> like, you just, you don't see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and teams, you know, there's the conspiracy always that, oh, teams are just saying that to – to bring down his draft stock and but it was it was a lot of that. Yeah. Like and that doesn't just happen to happen. No, it doesn't. You know, so I'm not sold on him and like I said, I'm a little biased to this bit because I want them to be terrible this year, but that's just me. No, I so agree. Under, we are both under. Under under. Okay, the Colts, six and a half, the overs minus one thirty, the under is even money. Um you obviously bring in Anthony Richardson. You bring in Shane Steichen from the Eagles to be their uh, offensive or their head coach. Stephon Gilmore, they did lose this offseason. Obviously, a pretty big loss. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to go with the Colts. I love um, the Colts are different. Yeah. They are an interesting team because we don't know much about this kid, Anthony Richardson. Right. Reason being, the kid just didn't play, didn't play a whole lot of snaps. He's got no. 23 college starts, man. Yeah. So, holy smokes, that's not a and, big I sample mean, like, size. He, it wasn't like he was setting that setting college football on no, fire. he wasn't. They are strictly giving this kid the starting job because he's 6'5", fast, 250-some-odd pounds. Mm-hmm. The dude has a rocket. He does. He just needs to work on some touch. Yeah. And the, the tools are there. The tools are there. And the Colts do, just don't have another quarterback that just, you know, they got time. That's yeah. the thing about the Colts is that they got time. Now, the JT situation, Jonathan Taylor, man, I hope I hope they get that man his money. He, so, he deserves it. But you I know, don't think they will. It just the business seem is business. like Jim Irsay is willing to pay him. Anything. Jim Irsay is annoying. That's he, what sucks. He, he's, he's he sucks. He's really annoying. And quite frankly, Jonathan Taylor deserves to get paid. From whoever's willing to pay it, please pay my man. That's he. That was a leading rusher in the league two years. Does ago. he deserve it though? Yes. He had one good year and he had a terrible year last year. He got hurt. Yeah, but he was still bad. He's still bad, but he got hurt. So and and I mean, like I can't blame teams for not wanting to pay running backs these crazy. He uh, wasn't contracts. asking for nothing outrageous. I mean, I don't know what he was asking, but then you look at some situations. The one that comes to mind for me, because it happened to my team, David Johnson. God. He had arguably one of the best years in NFL history and vanished after that. What did we do? We gave him a massive deal. I have not heard about David Johnson. My point exactly. And I'm probably pretty sure the Cardinals are still paying off that contract. That's crazy. Ezekiel Elliott. Massive contract was productive for a couple years after that. 
couldn't couldn't finish his contract out. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. nothing against Jonathan Taylor. Just historically, you don't see guys get those big money deals in that position and play it out the entire yeah. contract. Unless your name is Adrian Peterson. He was a GOAT, though, man. That was crazy how good yeah, he was. exactly. Um, for me, I, there's just so many questions about this team. I think there's a little bit more talent and a little bit more optimism for me with them than there is the Texans. I think Anthony Richards, uh, I think he, uh, Richardson will be better than C.J. Stroud just because of the tools, the physical tools he has. Um, he'll he'll but the thing about Anthony Richardson he'll he'll gobble up a lot of these rushing yards that too and he is literally he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get his but yeah. even still I do expect him to take their lumps this right. year so I'm gonna go under for the Colts as well okay I'm taking the over over six Just, and a half yeah I'm, I'm taking cool the over that. six and a half I mean I'm cool with that uh, again this one I don't really feel good about. I, it's just a gut feeling. I think they'll be okay. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs or anything. But they'll be competitive more often than not. For sure. Um, the Jaguars, 9.5. The over is set to minus 144. Man. The under is plus 118. Give me my Jags. Going, over. Going over. Okay. Absolutely. This yeah. is T-Law's moment now. Trevor Lawrence, it's time to step out. I'm coming out, boom, boom. I want the world to know. Um, I will go over as well. I think they're going to win 12 games this year. 12 games. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence needs to continue making the strides. Yep. He definitely looked like the guy that we all thought he was going to be in the second half of the year. And he's got um, Calvin Ridley. He does have Calvin Ridley. I don't. That doesn't move the needle for me, like, so much. I think, like, obviously he's going to help that team offensively. But you still have Christian Kirk, who is great. The, the thing about Evan T-Law. Ingram had a huge year. Yep. Um, I think Travis Etienne has a pretty decent year. There's a lot of mouths to feed in there Jacksonville. So, is. unfortunately, T-Law is just going to have to do his due diligence and spread that butter and share the sugar. See, I don't even think that's unfortunate, though. If you're looking at like a fantasy football standpoint, yeah, yeah, obviously you don't know what receiver to take on this exactly. team. Exactly, <laughs> but when you're looking at like a pure wins losses NFL season, like I want the more mouse to feed, that's great. The better, you just have options. Remember when Mahomes had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and McCall Hardman? Yikes! Yeah, not fun. That was not, not fun, fun for anyone <laughs> except Chiefs fans. Um, but, yeah, I'll take the over there. Absolutely. Uh, Dre will also take the over. Moving on to our last team, the, the AFC. Titans. The Titans. Seven and a half. The over is set to minus 132. Mm-hmm. The unders plus 106. You bring in Sean Murphy bunting. Uh, they do bring in D-Hop. You lose Taylor Lewan, who was the biggest loss for me this uh, offseason for them. I'm going over. I'm going to go over for sure. Okay. Because um, the Titans are becoming one of those teams like Belichick. You can't right. count them out. Nope. Because I don't give a damn who's on the team. Mike Vrabel going to have them ready. Agreed. That team will play defense. They will run through Derrick Henry as they always have. And D-Hop will finally be able to 
you know, he can run his routes, do his own thing. Because they have Traylon Burks, so he's not going to be sitting up there and double-teaming them all day. Because yep. they got to guard Traylon Burks. Yep. The kid is good. Mm-hmm. So, D-Hop can kind of just, he's not going to dominate. He's not going to burn you. He's D-Hop is a technician. He's got great hands, great feet. But he'll still get you seven, eight catches for 150 yards. And, and two touchdowns. Game. Hello. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And to me, that's a damn good, productive wide receiver. Agreed. And the fact that his market was so small, a little, it irritated me, but they that was probably because of his age. Is that and the contract again. and Whatever. Because Whatever. of because just the Cardinals incompetence. Whatever. He had a couple down years, but I don't think you can attribute that to him. I just think the Cardinals are... I've just been so trash. You're a bad organization oh, at times. Man. I know, dude. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Trust me, we will. All um, right. But yeah, I again this I maybe a maybe a hot take. I'm taking the Titans to win that division. That's a good call because, like I said, if Derrick Henry stays healthy, yeah. there's still not a dude on this planet that can tackle that man. No. So good luck. And now you have to worry about Hop. Good luck. Like that's almost like getting AJ Brown back right? without the the deep ball explosion. Exactly. Because AJ Brown was a deep ball explosion. Yeah. But D Hop is more of that. He gonna slice and dice you up mm-hmm. for six seven catches. And, this and that's kind of you were talking about Tua. Mm-hmm. Tannehill is kind of the same way. He's not a guy that's gonna. He's not gonna, gonna launch it over yeah. the top. But he can throw guys open from time to time. He's a that's very, a crazy comparison. Tan Tan and Tua. That's crazy. I'm I'm saying as far as like the style that okay. they play. Oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not okay, saying I got you. like I got you. I got yeah, you. like Tua. I would obviously rather take Tua if he's yeah, healthy. I'm about to say, man. But hey. as far as like the play style goes, they're very similar. Um, but yeah, that's the AFC. There's that was our win fun, totals. Man. I'm glad, that was man. Fun, yeah, man. you guys will be hearing Dre a lot more. You yeah. um, next week. We are going to be going into the NFC win totals. NFC South Falcons, baby. NFC South. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Cardinals to go 0-17. Let's go. So we can hopefully draft, uh, what's his name, Caleb Williams. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm excited to be back. It was a long time coming. Um, We're going to bring this show back, y'all. That's right. It's I'm, time. I'm always appreciative of anyone that takes their time out to listen. Uh, to two dudes just talking about sports. So thank you guys. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Peace.